power and the glory forever. Amen. It was neat while Alfredo was praying, especially some of the good news stories, people would clap and say amen and woohoo. Well, maybe they didn't say woohoo. But what happens to one of us happens to all of us. That's called community. So thanking you all for being in it with all of us. Uh, and this next Saturday, uh, February 8th at 2 o'clock, we'll hold, hold a uh, memorial service for Dai Lee. Uh, he passed away a few weeks ago. And we will gather together to celebrate the resurrection and his transition to a new address. That'll be this Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Next Sunday, February 9th, there will be an annual meeting of the congregation in accordance with the bylaws. Session is called the meeting of the congregation of the Placentia Presbyterian Church for Sunday, February 9th, 2020, to be held in the worship center at 1130. Following worship and a brief narthex time, there's going to be goodies, by the way, so we're hoping to uh, entice you to join us. The meeting is called for the purpose of receiving the annual reports of the committees of the church, electing congregational members to the nominating committee, approving the Tuffrey Trust proposal, and receiving the budget approved by the session and any other business that may, be, that may properly come before it. So that's the second notification. We've got our proper notice behind us. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Just kidding. So I do realize that this is a, it's been a difficult week. It's probably been difficult months, actually, if you want to know the truth. There's you know, a tragic helicopter crash that gathers our attention. It reminds me that even though in that instant nine were lost, it reminds me that just about half of Angel Stadium, you can fill it up every single day with children of the world and by the end of the day, bury them because they have unclean drinking water, not enough food to eat, and access to health care. Those, those helicopter moments remind me of that, as difficult as that helicopter crash truly is. And my intent is not to minimize that. I'm also aware of a virus. I'm also aware of a nation that's going through it. So today I hope to be an encouragement. I try to be encouragement to us today. And I'm going to encourage you, I think, in a variety of ways. One of which, I don't think this is that long, but let's see. Our text this morning is one verse, and actually a, a, a significant well, just the first sentence, but I'll read the whole verse. And if you were here last week, we talked about the move to, to gracism uh, when non-church widows were being apparently overlooked for church widows and kind of prioritized. And there was this great struggle in the moment, and the leaders of the church said, wait, this can't be, we can't have this. We've got to move from uh, really, in a sense... What's the word? Well, racism to gracism. And I didn't read this last verse on purpose because I wanted to come back to it this week because it's a great verse. It's what I like so much about the book of Acts. It's literally what Acts is all about. So the word of God spread. 
The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Don't you love that last line? I mean, you, you love the whole verse. What I want to focus in on today is that very first sentence. So the Word of God spread. So the Word of God spread. So the Word of God just kept going. So the numbers of folks were added to daily. And it was increasing with men and women and children. And in my mind, being from the Midwest, and it is February 1st, I had this giant snowball rolling down a hill. Which is counterintuitive because yesterday was anything but a a giant snowball kind of day. As beautiful as it was. So that's our text. The reading of God's Word. Thanks be to God, right? I'll try not to do this very often, but I'll, I'll try to save what I think are the best uh, for our corporate conversations together. As you know, I'm a grandfather. Uh, Dawn and I are grandparents. Inclusive. The last 27 months, uh, I've spent about a day a week, as has my wife, watching this little bundle of delight. Right? And on my days, which are usually Fridays, uh, Don's takes Tuesday, I take Fridays. Uh, one of the really significant rhythms of our Friday is uh, we get up, I get up, earlier than normal. Because for me, mornings would be great if they started about 11 o'clock. <laughs> Anybody else got that going? Thank you very much. So worship's now going to start at 11.30 for us. The rest of you guys can show up at 10, but we'll really get going at about 11.30. Uh, and we watch a movie, we watched Mary Poppins, just the new movie with Emily Blunt this last week, and Lynn manuel he's got eight names, so I can't remember them all. Then we get a little something to eat, and then our big ritual, we go to the park. We go to the park, and there's a big park near our house, and then there's a tiny kid park near our house. We started at the tiny kid park, and she wasn't having that after a very short amount of time. So we went to the big kid park, And let me just tell you what happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. She wants to do everything by herself now, with no spotter. (laughs) See, my job is a spotter, right? Because there's nothing worse than your grandchild falling and breaking a bone and you having to hang your head and go to the ER. And in a litigious world, they're going to raise their eyebrows. And I think what's even worse than that, if, the, if there's a broken bone, and so far I'm happy to report that there has been no noticeable injuries. <laughs> Nothing noticeable. <laughs> Which is always a good thing. We're holding out and praying hard that the injury that is noticeable happens to the mother and father first. I mean, that's the goal, right? Okay, so we go to the park pretty much every week, at least one time, sometimes two, because that's the way I can get her to do other things when we have to go home. I hold that out over her head like a carrot dangling on a stick and get her to do everything else I need her to do in the meantime. Like, let's change your diaper. (laughs) And most importantly, take a nap. Okay, so enough comedy. This last week, we, at, at our big park, there's two things that she's learned to climb by herself over the last month, I'd say. One is like a step with lots of open air, and it goes up 
over the top like this. And she can do good at the bottom, but when she gets to the top, it, it can get a little frightening for the spotter. She mastered that thing lickety-split. Here's what happened last week. Last week, now there's another area that's like a rock wall, but, you know, reduce, it's not like, not like this, because I've been told this has been used in that function and cap <laughs> capacity before. But it's, it's about this high in specific places to put your feet, right? And I'm the spotter. And what was interesting is I stood right behind her because, you know why, one false step and boom, she's down. And then ER, tell the parents, noticeable injuries, not into that at this point in time. Although it's just a matter of time. She did not want me to spot her. No, Poppy, no. I do it. I do it. No, Poppy, no. She became very aggressive and very upset. She was definitely assertive and even at times aggressive because she would hold on with one hand and turn around and tell me, no, Poppy, no. And this startled me a little bit because I'm thinking, wait, this kind of behavior doesn't happen until you're 12. We've got 10 more years yet. Anyway, I'm getting to the point that I, a couple points I want you to hear. She gets to the top. I still stood behind her, but backed off so that we were both happy. She climbed up to the top all by herself. She got to the top and she did two things. She said, Poppy Coco did it. Poppy Coco did it. And I celebrated with her. And then she did this. Are you ready? You're going to love this. I don't know where she got it, Dawn, but she stood at the top of the platform. My eyes are a little bit below her feet. She put one hand on her left hip, and she put her right foot out in a position of extreme power and authority. And I'm going to say what she said, but I want you to watch my right hand. This is not a magic act. Poppy, I find... Poppy, I find. What do you do but laugh? So, of course, then I had to climb the rock wall again, which wouldn't have been bad. But like I said, I'm happier if morning started at 11 a.m., not at 9 o'clock when we were there. Climbed up to the top, and we went down the slide together. Okay? Now, slides are fun. Nobody got hurt, and there was definitely no, nothing noticeable. Here's what I want to talk about. We got to the bottom of the slide, and she did not want to climb back up to the top of the slide to go back down the slide winder. That's the name of our slide, the slide winder. What do you think she wanted to do? She wanted to climb back up the slide. What is it with kids wanting to do the, the counterintuitive thing on a slide? She didn't want to go down the slide like they're made to be traversed. She wanted to spend all her energy and time and my extremely good spotting capabilities helping her climb up the slide. Why is it that human beings oftentimes want to do the most hardest thing when the easier thing would be to just slide down and have fun? Oh, to prove they could do it. But I find this observation interesting. Which leads me to a question about church. I thought a lot about church after this. I'm like, well, 
what are we doing here? Are we, going, are we supposed to go down the slide or are we supposed to do the harder work of going up the slide? And maybe it's probably both. But perhaps the church in the United States might do a little better if instead of struggling through everything trying to climb up the slide, let's just go down the slide like it was created to be and do. That's not a bad idea. So if that perhaps being true is the case, what does this text tell us about simply being church? Well, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag right away and say, you know what it means to be and do church? It means that we gather here around certain persons and things in order to be sent, in order to be scattered. And that's what it means to slide down the slide. What I find fascinating is oftentimes we make it a little too hard on ourselves because we want to do the counterintuitive thing and walk up something slippery that wasn't meant or created or designed to walk up. So how about a little good old-fashioned teaching for a few moments before we nurse ourselves at the table? This text has this sentence, the Word of God spread. What's fascinating about Acts is there's the formulation of people of the way. There's no such thing as the church yet, fascinatingly so, when this was written. It was just a movement of people that gathered around certain things. So in order to be sent or scattered, first we gather. And what is it that we actually gather around? This won't be new to us, but it's a wonderful reminder that what we actually gather around in your notes are four things, and they bring unity to us. They center us. They cement our identity in a movement called the people of the way. And so, first of all, we center our lives around the cosmic Christ. You know what a co the cosmic Christ is? The cosmic Christ transcends just the human divine Jesus while he walked and talked on the earth. Because that Jesus was crucified, dead, buried, we just said it, resurrected, ascended, and returning. The resurrected, ascended, and returning. The ascended and returning Jesus Christ is the cosmic Christ. That cosmic Christ gathers where we're always scattered and points us and puts us in a central location so that there's a common unity within God's people. All over the world, there's little tiny missional outposts of people that are gathered together by the ascended and returning Jesus Christ. That's the cosmic Christ. Christ is in this place with us today. Thank you for an amen. We will celebrate the sacrament of the Lord's Supper later. Christ is mysteriously present with us in the receiving of the elements and the ingestion and digestion of those. Those and that only brings us together. And there are other pointers that gather us together to this cosmic Christ. Things like the Word of God. The written Word of God about who Jesus Christ is and how God works in the world through the hands and feet of Christ. Building bridges, tearing down borders, 
Gathering, gathering, gathering. Let the little children come to me not. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my faithful witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth and all the way around back into this place. The Word of God points us to the cosmic Christ. But the Word of God is not the cosmic Christ. And so we hold the Word of God in deep awe and reverence. It is our holy scriptures. But we don't worship that book. We worship the cosmic Christ in the power of the Spirit to the glory of the Creator. We have another aspect in our life together that, that centers us and cements our identity, and it's the confessions. And we, we read one this morning. And the Presbyterian Church is rich and deep with a variety of confessions. So look for the rest of this year on Communion Sunday for us to recite different confessions that help us <laughs> gather and scatter as people who are sent. And they're rich and they're deep, and they're centering. And friends, they're encouraging when the world seems to be blowing up and right in front of our very eyes. And of course, we're centered around the sacraments, this table, this unique meal that we, that we engage with monthly. We gather around these four things, and they center us and provide our common unity. And nothing and no one else is able to do that. And friends, the warning, the encouraging warning is we must not, we cannot let anything else stand in the way of being centered and gathered together in these four significant ways. So we gather in order to be sent and scattered. Now, if you have your worship folder with you on the very back page, I'm going to go through these rather quickly. Because to me, this is the fun. This, to me, is the fun of the book of Acts. This is called biblical theology. Our text for the day says, so the word of God spread, it increased, it went out. The numbers in, of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly in an art. <laughs> I love this. Even a large number of pastors became obedient to the faith. And session members and deacons in our denomination and tradition. And parishioners who have been there their entire life. There was a radical transformation in upside downing and right side upping. They kept the main thing the main thing. They let everything else trickle aside and melt away. And I, I just gathered many of the times in the book of Acts where this kind of phrase happened because the book of Acts is proof that we gather to scatter. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, after the Holy Spirit uh, comes in and we're going to celebrate Pentecost Sunday in February, March, April, May. Three months. And this great speech was, was given. And then the text says, Luke, our author, about 3,000 were added to their number. Acts chapter 4, verse, verse 4. 
This is when the church, uh, the people of the way are being established around preaching and teaching and prayer and, and uh, preaching, teaching, prayer, and eating together this table. The number of men grew to about 5,000. And we find out in other areas that it was more than just men. You include women and children, and the number is significantly larger. And then the religious authorities and the political figures of the day, Rome, they started getting worried. And they said, to stop this thing from spreading, we have to silence these people. And then chapter 5, verse 14. Now I'm getting ahead of myself. More and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. And Gamaliel, Alfredo preached on this text three weeks ago, said this, I advise you, as you're trying to silence these people, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But, and this is a great verse, but if it is from God, you will only be able to stop, you will not be able to stop these people. You only find yourselves fighting against God. Go down the slide. Don't fight against God and try to walk back up it. Slide down the slide winder. Chapter 6, verse 7, our text for today. So the word of God spread. Chapter 12, verse 24. But the Word of God continued to increase and spread. This was not the coronavirus. This was the Holy Spirit virus. Chapter 13, verse 49. The Word of God spread through the whole region. Chapter 14, verse 27. They gathered the church together, reported all God had done through them and how God had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. What? To the other? What? This is going viral, friends. Chapter 15, verse 9. The Jerusalem Council, when they were trying to figure out if this was a message only for the Jewish people, only for church people, or could it extend to those outside the synagogue? And they conclude powerfully and simply, they say this. The Holy Spirit made no distinction, and key phrase, friends, between us And say it with me. And them. There's no distinction between us and them. Stop trying to climb up the slide. Slide down it. It's more fun. (laughs) Are you feeling the fun? I got to admit, though, I did pull a muscle in my back. Because the top was too high. And when I went back to not hit my head noticeably... I tweaked my lower back, so the good news is it's still not noticeable injuries. (laughs) And then chapter 16, the conversion of Lydia, a textile merchant in Philippi. She dealt in purple textiles, purple cloths. Lydia, a businesswoman, a CEO of one of the largest textile companies in the world of that day, opens her heart to respond to Paul's message, and it's lovely and wonderful. She and her entire household were baptized and placed at the center of the gathering through the sacrament of baptism. (laughs) 
Well, it's, it's a simple message when you slide down the slide. We gather to be sent and scatter. We gather to be sent and scatter. And when we're scattered, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, we're like salt and pepper. Being sprinkled everywhere we go. Little missionaries. Wherever we go, every time we leave this place, we're scattered. We're recommissioned and we're reestablished. We're sent out as little hands and little feet of Jesus Christ. And I'm fascinated how often we struggle to climb up the slide when we were designed to slide down the slide. The message of the book of Acts is that we gather together around these four aspects to be scattered. Stasis and maintenance is to climb up the ladder. Let's go down, Poppy. Poppy. Let's go down the slide. Because you know what happens at the bottom of the slide? When you hit the bottom of the slide, what happens? After all the giggling, after there's a quick check to make sure everybody's okay and there's nothing noticeably bleeding, where do you run? Wherever you want. Some go right, some go left, some take a hard right and you turn, some take a hard left and you turn. Although at our particular park, that would be a bloody forehead. Um, some get off and run straight ahead, some run at a 45 degree angle. It's called scattering. <laughs> Love that. Why? Why, why, why? So the Word of God may spread. Hey, friends, let's go down the slide together. Let's gather together at the top, and when we get to the bottom, let's go down and woohoo, like you were doing in the prayer time, clapping for answered prayer. Because when we get to the bottom of the slide, when the doors open up in a few moments, we scatter to be the hands and feet of Christ wherever we may go. Be encouraged. This commission will not change. Thanks be to God. You want to pray together? Let's pray together. What a fun text. I'm kind of ready to go down a slide. Scatter at the bottom. Teach us to have fun by doing that. Generation after generation after generation after generation, new and profound ways to gather together and scatter into the world so the word of God can spread and so that numbers might be added daily to a movement, an unorganized movement called People of the Way. May it be so. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And amen.